Ah, yes, we're back. So, a couple of things before we start. This season of Operation Brewery, it's been a long time since we've been on the podcast. We've just been busy. We've had a lot going on. We had a suggestion from Mark from our Black Ops Ambassador group to do a series around barrel-aged beers because we've just launched or just about to launch our range of barrel-aged beers and a barrel-aging tap room called AWOL. We love the suggestion and it was a good excuse for uh, me, Eddie and Gubbs to get back behind the microphone and kick the podcast off again. So this season we'll be doing four or five episodes on barrel-aged beer, starting with the story of AWOL, how it came about, delving into the beers we're making um, and a couple of other things to do with what we're doing with AWOL. Um, in this episode, we chat, we're, we're actually sitting in the, the tap room, it's opening tomorrow, so it was really cool to set up the podcast in the tap room and get back behind the mic, talk about the story of how AWOL came to be, and it has been going on for a few years, so it sort of took us a little bit to figure out exactly what happened over these, those years and how it came about, but it's a cool story, it's like a little mini Black Ops inside of Black Ops um, it was a sort of fun, weird idea that has turned into something that we think is really cool and we think is worth talking about on the podcast. So thank you, Mark, for the idea. Um, I do mention at the end of the podcast, if, if you're a super fan of craft beer, Black Ops Ambassador Group on Facebook is a good place to get to. Join up, ask any questions. All the founders are in there. Um, we're always happy to answer any questions about AWOL or about the brewery or anything else. And as we record further episodes of the podcast, I'll go into the group and say, does anyone have any questions they want answered? And, and we'll address those on the podcast as well. So without any further delay, I will get into our chat with me, Eddie and Govs, on the story of AWOL. Cheers. All right, we're ready. So first off... Um, Welcome back to the podcast. We're sitting in the AWOL tap room now. It's Friday the 9th of April, the day before we open. You guys feeling nervous? Not now. No, pretty damn <laughs> no. excited. Super organised. I think the couple um, couple soft openings during the week really helped with um, showing the team through on Tuesday and then the, the media day on Wednesday. So it sort of ironed out everything, but... No, not feeling nervous now. Yeah, that calmed my nerves a little bit. It's, it's kind of weird having it empty for so long and then wondering, you know, what, how it's going to be received. But it was, the media one was really nice because everyone, a lot of them were non-beer people and they were coming in and getting like a totally different experience, which was kind of what we're going for. Mm. Um, so we've got some, so yeah, so we talked about ordering a bunch of sour beers that we could have on this podcast and you went to town on this. I had a lot of fun there. <laughs> and also, I think uh, the, some of the breweries we bought some beer from might have thrown a few extras in because we ended up getting way more beer than we thought. Um, so what are we drinking at the moment? Uh, we're drinking Lacerine's um, Sour Cherry and Hibiscus Farmhouse Ale. What do you think? It's bloody delicious. Pretty damn good. Yeah, really good. Nice. So this is, so we've, got, we've got an episode we're going to do about the beers, but one of ours is a Hibiscus sour because we're on hibiscus haven and it's cherry no it's raspberry yeah sour cherry sour and cherry. hibiscus yep. there you go so we had to get this one no brainer yeah it's very nice beautiful all right so that this one's about the awol story uh who remembers it the best <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember I, it it was on the it was on the ramp wasn't it yeah that's i think that's the correct version unfolded. um mm. to, to, I, see i might not know the correct version so you you better tell me yeah, well, I, I kind of like that it's starting to, to <laughs> venture out. And to get go AWOL. 
I was trying to work out when it was because the AWOL, cause the AWOL beer and untap was 2018. So when was when did this start? Was it 2018? Because 2018's the year we went to America, I think. 2018. When when did HQ open? 2016. BS2 was 2019. Because so, we called it AWOL 2018, I think. Which yeah, is right. the only reason I knew it was from 2018. Yeah, well, that'd be right. That's when we, it started, yeah. We launched it pretty quickly. Mm. Mm. All right, so what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Where do we start? Uh, so this, it, the, the origin story of AWOL um, was uh, a bit, bit of a, uh, an interesting background. We, uh, we had a, uh, a keg of our Layday Lager come back from a venue... Um, uh, with comments that it was tasting a bit sour. Uh, and so Eddie and I picked it up and brought it back. And uh, it, was a, it was a one-off keg. We'd, we checked the rest of the batch. Um, but we were pretty intrigued, so we, we chucked it on tap uh, and tasted it. And it was, uh, it was pretty divine. It was, like, really clean uh, sourness. Um, it was quite refreshing and mm. tart. It was the best, uh, best part of a full keg. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we sat there and, and had a few and, and by the end of it we were like, the world needs to see this beer. <laughs> so I think it was a, a Stone and Wood rep that pointed this out to us, wasn't it? So we have... Yeah, their quality, quality control uh, manager Ed Bodie gave me a call and said um, this, this particular venue had two taps running from memory and they had pack ale and, and late and both had become sour so um it would generally lead to probably something to do with their lines or their beer system um and under normal circumstances we, we'd take that keg back replace it which we did but then uh discard that that beer nice so we've got stone and wood to thank for awol yeah for so um you know maybe the kitchen was making their sourdough pizza bases <laughs> next to the keg lines um, but interesting enough, it, 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 it turned out really, really nice. Um, so we didn't want the beer to just go to waste. It was too good. So we decided that we are going to put it on at tap at uh, HQ, um, but obviously we couldn't call it Lay Day. I think uh, it needed a good degassing too from memory. Oh, yeah. When did you guys try Because I remember trying it in the tap room when it was open, but we didn't have it on tap then. Yeah, no, we, we tried it. Something happened on the ramp. I have a feeling we tried it on the ramp down Sounds to the cold right. room. Yeah. We hooked it up to a gas bottle and a tap and yeah, right. tried it. So we were like, well, we're confident that we, were, um, we wanted the, this beer to be on tap. We were pretty proud of how it had turned <laughs> out, even though we didn't have too much to do with how it happened. It's the best hour we'd ever done and we didn't even do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but we needed to come up with a, uh, a name for this beer. Uh, and that's where we kind of back and forth and, and the, the name AWOL came up, um, stemming from uh, the old military term to be uh, absent without leave. So it's essentially when uh, military personnel um, go missing or a little bit late to return to base, but uh, without deserting. And we kind of felt like that represented the, the beer and uh, the journey that it had gone on. Nice. So and there was also a connection with the style, wasn't there? Yeah, I remember we, we had to put it on untapped, of course, um, and the, the categories you get to choose from when selecting that style of beer, 
um, the, the one that sort of fit was an American wild ale. And when you shorten American wild ale down, it sort of reads AWOL, A-W-A-L to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dropped a few letters and changed a few vowels and AWOL was born. I think it's cool because it's sort of like, it's like the original Black Ops story where like you had an idea and Gus was like, yeah, let's do this. And then I got excited about the branding and then we just turned it into something. Yeah. I, I always thought it was the coolest name. Mm. And, and at some point we... Like, we kind of did that one, but at some point we, we turned into a brand, but that one was just a one-off keg. Correct. And then we, we just put it on the tap room, didn't we? We called it AWOL. Yep. Yeah, we had one keg. We, we launched it at the tap room, called it AWOL. Um, and towards the end of the keg, we, um, we discussed that we, we didn't want to let this beer um, finish. So we decided that we would try and um, capture the... the yeast and bacteria culture that had um, formed in that keg uh, and keep it alive uh, and do uh, AWOL 2.0. So do you remember what was in the first... So the first one didn't have any fruit. It was just the keg no, as is. And then we put fruit into the AWOL We did, soup. yeah. Lychee or something? Or no. Passion fruit? No, I, I don't remember what went into AWOL 2. I'm sure Untapped would tell us. Yep. Mm. But number three then had the, the passion fruit and mango. Yep. And so the intention of that stage was just the occasional... So we just had that barrel just sitting down there in the warehouse. Yeah, we'd, yeah, we'd we started f- to pick, uh, acquire a couple of barrels and, and just playing around on the side. Um, but the most uh, successful um, beer that we'd had through that was AWOL, so we were really proud of it. And we kind of felt like, you know, we, we'd owned this unique yeast <laughs> culture... <laughs> that could not be replicated, so we didn't want to let it die. Yeah. And I can't remember exactly how the dates lined up, but at some point around that time we went to America, um, not with the intention of doing anything with sour beers, it was more to kind of get inspired for growing to build Black Ops 2 the following year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we were obviously looking for inspiration um, in all aspects. And uh, it was around that time where, you know, IPAs were reigning supreme, but there was talk of this this new style that was going to challenge the IPA, and it was sour beers, and they were really starting to kick off, uh, and we were starting to you know fall in love with new sour beers that were coming out, and some of the breweries that we went to in the states were just incredible. Yeah, so the, probably the Fort Collins one was the most influential, where we had the yeah. full day tour, um, and I don't know, I can't remember yeah, their, how many their barrels barrel they had. project over there at New Belgium was probably bigger than our BH2 site or comparable mm. it was a it was a gigantic barrel project with fooders that stood vertically and food of forest you walk mm. through them and you you, you got to walk sideways through them to to get to the next one um, but yeah I remember tasting the, some uh, La Folie off straight out of the fooder mm. at New Belgium was yeah that was definitely a, a pinnacle point mm. I think in in the AWOL concept. Yeah, so we got excited about that and just the idea of doing more barrel age and just just the inspiration around the tour as well because that tour we had there was so epic. It um, sort of went on to go to become the, you know, like the benchmark of our BH2 tour. Yeah, yeah. And I guess we thought eventually if, if we do a barrel age thing, it would be cool to have a, an area where you've, you're amongst the barrels and having some, like, beer that you're not getting elsewhere, which which we're doing now with the AWOL tour. I don't know how many years on, three years on. Mm. Um, 
the other one, I remember when you guys went to New Zealand, I remember you came back because I didn't go on that trip, but when you came back, you guys were like, we're doing some kind of... Yeah, we're frothing after seeing Wild Workshop. Yeah, mm. that was uh, incredible. It was just, um, you know, e further evidence that, that um, this sour and wild and barrel-aged beer um, category was definitely growing and, uh, and also attracting new people to, to craft beer. Mm. But this is the Wild Workshop, the Garage Project? That's right? Garage Project, yep. yeah. Yeah, so that was in Wellington. Mm. Mm. Nice. Um, so I'm just trying to think what, what, what we did next. At, at some point, we planned to build what we've got now, but we probably did it gradually. We got a few barrels first, didn't we? Yeah. We had some... Yeah, we had, we had a, a handful um, uh, down the back here at HQ. Um, we were filling barrels, emptying them. We had a few sort of big imperial-style imperial beers, not so much the sour, but um, like a bunch of big barrel-aged heavy beers. Did we release any of those in the tap room? Yeah, yeah, things like Ron Burgundy yeah. and yeah. Um, had some big stouts. We had Fiends in a barrel at one yeah. point. Um, AWOL. And then once we decided to do it properly, we kind of... Well, we, we found this space first. So that came about because the, the space just behind the brewery came up for rent and... Well, we were talking about doing it in Brizzy yeah, it was, at one point. It was a bit of a toss-up. We kind of thought mm. maybe Brisbane would be the place where the craft beer drinkers were sort of at a point where they would be ready for something and like Brisbane this. Brisbane still doesn't have a barrel, purely barrel-aged beer taproom yeah. experience. So uh, yeah, I'm and sure it will one day. Maybe we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the air guffs? Oh, I think it's time to crack the next bottle. Um, so this is uh, Van Diemen's uh, Hedge Sour. So it's their barrel aged sour. Yeah. With Will sent me a photo yesterday. He was out mountain biking and drinking send it. Yeah. Oh, so nice. We'll have to send him one back. <laughs> we, we sent him a photo on yeah. Wednesday, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, I've got an empty glass, so I'm going to help myself. We had a couple of these the other day after the press tour. They were unreal. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think we, we thought maybe Brisbane was a better place for it, but then the balance was we, we're on the Gold Coast. This is available right here. We've got a brewery right there. Yeah, got a brewery right there. We don't need to build a whole new brewery or, or not make the beer, which wouldn't be in our kind of nature to do it that way. Yeah, um, that's the thing that we probably can talk about is, is you have a couple options in, in regards to making what that goes into barrels you can like a lot a lot of people uh, often contract brew that mm. so they'll brew that off site bring that word in um and then ferment it and age it and mature it in the barrels so uh, it was something we could have done i guess but um the logistics of brewing beer somewhere and then driving it an hour up the highway and we had a, a suitable brewery with capacity to be able to do it yeah and that meant we could uh, own that entire part of the production. Mm. And we also knew at that, at that point that we'd built a second brewery that was going to be our major production brewery. And this site here, we were kind of scaling it back in a way to be more of a pilot site. So it suited having all of these, I don't know, how many, how many different, like 15 different beers we've done for AWOL or something? Yeah, so that was... Yeah, about that. Uh, as soon as the, the idea um, um, started off... 
obviously uh, a lot of these beers take a l- very long time to mature so our priority was getting beer into barrels as soon as we could well before the venue was going to be ready um, some of them take 6 12 months even much longer yeah so this was so the first step was we're sitting in the tap room now at the back of the tap room there's a, a barrel room which we thought was a decent size but looking at it now it's tiny and we've already expanded into another one but in that room we had, well, I don't know, how, what was the first order of barrels? 20 or 30? Or? About 20. So yeah. what did we buy? What, what barrels did we buy and what beers did we have in mind at that point? Yeah, well, we've, we've been sourcing barrels um, uh, throughout the entire process. It's, it's the, you know, the critical part. It's where the beer spends most of its life. So finding uh, suitable barrels that are um, clean, fresh um, and seal up seal up and can you know attribute the flavors that we're looking to achieve with our beers so what did we have we had some white wine yeah i I remember one of the early ones we we had was a grenache Grenache, i think i'm pretty sure that's what uh, awol has gone into and has always gone into um, that's through darren Darren hill Hill. yeah Mm. Um, so red wine barrels are usually easy to come by um there are um, they become almost a, a, a waste product of the wine industry and, and traditionally they've just been turned into furniture. Um, but now with a booming craft beer market, um, looking to barrel-age beers, we're able to create a second life for these barrels and um, you know, get some of those beautiful flavours and characteristics out of the, not just the oak, but what was um, residing in it beforehand. Um, which kind of goes back to a more traditional brewing process, which is you know predates steel uh, when beer was was always brewed and, and barreled and aged in wood. Mm. Um, so that's been really interesting for us. It's been a cool new project for us to undertake. A big learning curve for us all. So we we'll yeah. get some some whites, some reds. Some spirits, so we've got rum and bourbon, uh, whiskey. Yeah, so we had yeah. a few of the smaller ones, and then when we ordered these ones, we were kind of ordering, what, 15, 20 barrels at a time of each type until we had close to 100 or more than 100. Yeah. Um, and we, f- what, we put beer into them, what, a, almost a, a year ago or not quite? I think it was just under a year because I remember scrubbing the walls in there of, with bleach on my birthday and it's my birthday That's next right. Saturday. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they mustn't have been quite a year, but not far off. Yeah, so we decked out the barrel room first, filled, filled the beers. Um, this place was an absolute dive. I'll, I'll probably do another episode on that, but this place was a meat, uh, meat what, factory of sorts, just filled with carcasses and just disgusting. Um, so we cleaned the barrel room, got all that nice and then... Planned to open the tap room, but we also, at the same time, knew that the beer was going to take a while. So we'd sort of come in here every month or two, try the beer and be like, oh, is it, is it ready? Is it close? And then once we were comfortable, we had six or seven really good beers. We, w- we were then firing up the tap room. Um, yeah, and now we're opening tomorrow. Bring it on. on. <laughs> is that it? Is there any more to the story? I think that that's it, I think. Yeah. Sweet. Quick podcast is a good podcast. Cool. Did you get any questions come through? Oh, that's a good question. I, th- I think I posted this too late. Um, we'll do future episodes about 
the different beers and yep. um, the design of the tap room. The camp out. Oh, yeah, the, the Tally Valley. We just tasted brew. that too. Oh, really? How's yeah. it tasting? It's good. Yeah, yeah. it's not, not particularly not sour. sour. No, it's, it's still pretty young. Yeah. But Ta- it's beer. definitely got potential. Mm. Yeah, nice. Well, um, we'll leave this one there. We'll do future episodes on those topics. If you do have any questions, the Black Ops Ambassador Group is a good place to add those. And if you want to come check out AWOL, we've got tours starting tomorrow. Tomorrow ones are sold out, but we've got tours for the next three weeks, and then we'll be opening properly on the 7th or 8th of May. See you guys soon. Cheers. Cheers. See ya. Mm-hmm.